Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast with me, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. Patty, how are you this Thursday? I am positively fantastic, Gary, even though it is actually Sunday. Brilliant. It's kind of a run, running joke at this point. It's so funny, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, Gary, what are we actually going to discuss today? Because this is a question we got, I think it was in the, the Facebook group, which obviously everyone listening to this, they're in the Facebook group, so they probably saw it already. Um, but what's the question? Yeah, so the question is, is, is sort, of have, sort of has two components. So it's related to um, how, how does one maintain balance when you have multiple different interests? So, you know, and that's, that's not just interest, it's also commitments. So for example, if you have a job and you're also trying to, you know, do a degree and you're trying to, I don't know, train or whatever it is, whatever your commitments happen to be. Um, so you've got that going on. But also, I think more specifically, what this question was getting at was, how do you maintain balance when you actually have like more formal study and learning that you have to do and less formal study or learning that you have to do. So for example, um, if I've got exams, obviously there's a deadline by which I have to have that knowledge um, in my brain sufficiently that I can reproduce it on the page. However, if I'm reading something for leisure, I can kind of, you know, put it down for a few days. It's not a big deal. I don't have to have this information uh, in my head by any particular date. So I think there's a lot of people like that who have, maybe broader interests, you know, they, they might want to learn about, about something like uh, the environment or they want to read, read about psychology or they want to read about philosophy, but they're also doing a degree in, I don't know, biomedical science or something. Um, and there's kind of uh, some diversity there in terms of their actual interests. And, you know, they want to they wanna be a well-rounded person, which I think is a, a pretty sound goal to have. So, so how, do you even, how do you even start that process? You basically... Um... It's hard. That's that's the issue. This is this is why uh, people have issues with this because it's not something that's actually easy to do. You know, yep. tackling it from the, the first perspective, which is you know, how do you find balance in your your life in terms of oh, you have I don't know, like a training that you want to do. You have you know a wife and kids or whatever it is. You know, uh, you have you're studying on the side to get your masters, and you have your your business and all that kind of stuff. Like. The, the, the key to understanding that or the key to solving that is understanding that you're not going to have balance. You're, like you're not, you're not going to be able to organize your life in some phenomenal way that allows you to be energetic for all of those things. Uh, feel like, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm really on top of everything. And you know, I'm not making any sacrifices. Like there's no way that you can organize that. You know, like obviously, again, like there, there probably is, depending on the situation, like maybe you only have three resistance training sessions that you need to get in. And it's like, it's not like a huge commitment. You're just like, all right, I do my resistance training sessions and then I have 20 hours of college and then I do all my other bits around them. You know, like that's not a huge commitment. You know, obviously, you have to layer on travel time and whatever else is going on. But obviously, depending on it, the exact situation, it can be easier or harder to fit everything in, like just physically like organize it, schedule it on your, your calendar. And it can be hard or it can be easy, right? So obviously we're, we're talking about this generally from the perspective that someone has a, a lot going on in terms of their calendar is pretty full, right? And that kind of brings the, the first way to actually solve this, which is you just need to kind of prioritize and execute and schedule things in, right? Like you need to be, on top of your actual scheduling because 
it's I don't know how people do it personally, but people do it all the time where they they have no idea of what time they're going to go to bed, what time they're going to cook their meals, like when are they going to eat their meals? You know, how long they, they don't even know how long it takes them to get to the gym or, you know, they don't know how long it takes them to train in the gym. You know, they're, they're basically just winging it, which, you know, that's fine if you have extra hours in the day, you know. Um, but if you're saying that you're really tight on time and you're not scheduling your 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 life, basically, then you're always going to find it harder than it needs to be. You know, and again, that's not to say like I know when someone says scheduling, people think, oh, I need to schedule everything down to the five minute mark. You know, I need to schedule when I go to the bathroom and everything like that. That's that's not what we're saying. But you need to have this broad understanding of, okay, it takes me 30 minutes to get from the gym from work, uh, depending on the traffic. Like obviously there can be plus or minus whatever amount. And so I need to actually schedule that in. So staying around after work for an extra half an hour when I know it's a hard out, I have to be home by eight o'clock, you know, like that's, that's not a good use of your time. If you're trying to fit things into, like you're trying to get all your stuff done in the day, you know, and then coming out of that and going, Oh, wow, I spent an extra half an hour in work. Now I'm not going to get to do my gym session and then struggling the rest of the week because you're like, Oh, I missed out on, you know, this training session. And, you know, maybe I'll try fit it in this other day. And your whole week is thrown off balance just because you didn't schedule, you know, like that's, that's not a great place to be in. And unfortunately that's what most people try to do they try to just wing their life you know and also people seem to have this idea because again people on social media will be posting all the stuff that they're doing and you only see the highlight reel you only see like oh yeah like we look we'll use you as an example gary it's like oh yeah did my resistance training oh did my college work oh i'm also running my business oh and here i did my jujitsu as well oh and here's me on a night out um with my girlfriend or here's me, you know, going for a, a walk in nature with my girlfriend, whatever it is. And it looks like you're able to fit in ungodly amounts of, of stuff. You know, it's like, wow, you, you seem to have your life completely together. You know, you're, 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 you are able, you, it's almost as if you have 25, 28 hours per day. You know, you're getting more done than everyone else. But no one's seeing that you scrambling, you know, you jogging, uh, going for a run uh, to get to your next class. Because you know you're like they're 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 quite tight together, or you know you cycling in the morning um to the gym at 5 a.m. or whatever the fuck it is, you know, like they don't see that stuff, you know, because obviously you're not posting all of the fucking various intricacies of your day, being like, oh yeah, and then I walked to the gym, and then I walked to uh, my college, and you know, like you're not you're not posting that because like who the fuck cares? But yeah. ultimately, that leaves people in a situation where they think you're just somehow magically getting everything done that they wouldn't be able to do, you know? And the reality of it is that you don't have all this extra leisure time. You don't have all this extra time that people want, you know, like you're not sitting down and going, Oh yeah, I think I'll just watch a Netflix show, you know, or whatever, you know, like you're, you're not doing that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you never do that, but I'm just saying, it's not like, Oh yeah. On most days per week, I, I spend an hour just watching TV, relaxing or whatever. You know, like you're not doing that. You know, like maybe you might read a book or something. Um, but again, that kind of goes into our, our second question, which will, well, second part of the question, which we'll touch on in a second. Um, but basically, there there is no balance. Like if you have a lot of things going on, there there is no balance. Like I know myself, when I was in a similar situation to you, where I was resistance training, I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was in college, 
I, like in my fourth year of college, especially like, you know, final year um, and had a, like a social life as well. And obviously again, college and our business to run, you know, it's also like, it's somewhat harder for us because we have to run our own business. It's not like, you know, you just turn up to your shop or wherever, whatever it is. And you basically just have to clock in and yeah, your work might be demanding, but you don't have to think about your work outside of that really, you know, especially if it's like a, a part-time job. You know, it's not like you're thinking like, oh, how can I increase the revenue of my part-time job? Like you're, you're not thinking about that stuff outside of work. Like maybe, yeah, you're thinking about, oh, on Thursday we have a delivery or something. I need to be in an extra five minutes early for that or whatever, you know? But there was no balance in my life. I know there's no balance in your life, you know? Like you're basically juggling balls and it's like, yeah, half of these are going to fall and you have to be okay with that. And you have to prioritize which of these balls that you're juggling is more important, you know, like some of them can fall and you're like, yeah, that's not an issue. Um, like, I wish I didn't fall, but you know, it's not an issue right now. Um, I can pick that up in the future, you know, or even if I can't pick it up in the future, it was something that I was supposed to do. Like I've prioritized the stuff that I need to do and I've not prioritized the things that, you know, they're, they're just less important. I'm getting the main things done, you know? Um, and unfortunately, that means that you're not going to have balance in your life. Like you, you just simply aren't, you know, like I'd be lying to you to set, to tell you that, Oh, it, you'll just have balance. You'll find this, you'll find a way to be able to you know, meet up with your friends and enjoy your time with them and engage in all the meaningful hobbies that you like. And you'll be able to read all the books that you want to do and you know, whatever it is that enthuses you, you know, but realistically, if you have a lot of things going on, like you're just not, going to be in that situation you know and I'm, i can talk to you now from the perspective of basically having i don't know a half the workload that i did have and you just have so much extra time like because i'm not in college now like i'm finished you know i'm just running our business and well i would love to say i'm doing brazilian jiu-jitsu but dublin is run by tyrants apparently and they just keep closing things down but anyway um so uh I also have extra time because of that. But, you know, I'm doing my resistance training. Normally, I'm doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it's so much easier to fit things in because I'm not rushing around going like, oh, I have to do that college assignment. Or, oh, I have to be here at this lecture at this time and sit in a, a, a room with someone babbling on. And they're they, like, I could watch this in double speed if they had just recorded this lecture. There's absolutely no reason for me to be in this lecture theater, you know? Like, right now, I have so much extra time, you know? And it's like stress levels half if not a third of what they wear you know and it's it's so much easier to get extra stuff done that you that you want to do you know like i'm like oh i, I can actually go up and go for hikes up the mountain more I, it's a sunny day out i can be like right actually you know what like i can put, can put my work off for two hours i i'm nearly done it or whatever i can go for a, a walk up the mountains and you know tick off my my steps for the day or whatever it is you know but if you have a lot of things going on you're simply not going to be able to do that, you know? So you can compare your life to me, for example, not that I post on social media or anything, and, but you can compare your life to me and be like, wow, like how, how is he able to get all of these, these things done? But the reality is for the largest percentage of my life, I wasn't able to get all these extra things done because it was a constant battle of, oh, I have to fit this in or I have to do this as well. Oh, I'd love to be able to, you know, read this book or, you know, listen to this audio book or whatever it is. And I just wasn't able to because I had other things to prioritize, you know, and that's just the way it is. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think that that note that we always bring up, that note of just trade-offs here is just so incredibly important because very often you only see what's been traded in, not not what has been traded off, especially if what, what someone is is posting on their social media, for example. Like, you know, if I have if I have something to post, you know, a picture that I like or whatever, it's probably going to be something from one of my holidays, you know, a throwback to when I went on holidays or whatever. When we were allowed, allowed. (laughs) throwback to to being on holidays or something. And then that kind of skews your perception if you're like coming across my social media, because then you're like, all right, look at this picture of like him and his holidays, but he studies medicine and he has a business. He does all this training or whatever. Um, I want to live like that. Whereas what you don't realize is the massive periods of time between those uh, photo ops, you know, <laughs> um, that's why I don't post many, many photos of like my everyday life or like a weekly cool thing I'm doing because cool things I'm doing don't tend to to happen weekly and it's it's difficult to kind of get that when you're just observing people on social media you don't also see all the things that they they might miss out on that you might actually consider to be valuable like for example a lot of people in my class would you know they'd go out quite regularly like it's it's a fairly normal thing you like people have this idea that oh you know medical students they're studying like 80, 80 hours a week but like that's not the reality like some people might make it look like that but i think that's more so bad time management like people who start studying at 11 p.m and stay up till 4 a.m but you didn't need to do that you know that kind of thing yeah, um, like, so, the same as like when people think like oh you did a phd you must be you know so unbelievable but the majority of the PhD students, like if you, like I used to work in a college and um, like college gym, and the majority of the PhD students, they sit around having coffee, chatting for the day, like especially in like the sciences and like we'll say the arts and stuff. And um, because they're just like, right, well, I have to throw on an experiment and I have to just come on, come back to it in six hours time. So I'll just fuck around for six hours, you know? And like, yeah, they have classes to teach or whatever, depending on their exact situation. But it seems like this, you know, unbelievable thing that they're doing. You're like, oh, you did a PhD. But re- in reality, it's like the vast majority of it, like it's not actually that time intensive as you think it will be. Yeah, and that's not to say it's not hard or, you know, that there's not a lot of, a lot of time that goes into it because there absolutely is. But we're, what we're talking about here is the way that things actually play out in the real world are actually a bit different. Like, you know, a, a medical student might actually be doing a reckless amount of work, you know, compared to maybe some other course and they're very stressed and they have lots of deadlines to meet or whatever. But the reality is that there's still time periods that open up for leisure. And, you know, people have the opportunity to go out more often or go on days out to the beach when it's sunny or whatever. Like, you know, a load of my friends went to, went to the beach for the day um, on a Tuesday, like two weeks ago or whatever, the weather was unreal. And, you know, I was like, like sorry I, I don't get to do things like that like that's just not that's not something I would do because like for me like taking five hours out of my day like feels like a very big deal like it's it's like that's a big deal so they're the things and that you also end- with that that's actually a really good point in terms of what we're saying about like like prioritizing like you look at that and now this is a bit of a, a bad prioritization but like you look at that and go oh will I spend these five hours extra that I'm going to have to find fill them in somewhere else in the week you know are you going to take that with your friends or are you going to take that with your girlfriend you know like it'd be far more beneficial potentially for you to be like right actually I'm going to spend five hours uh, with my girlfriend on the weekend if I have five hours to spare during the week I'm like I'll do the juggle around my jobs so that I have five extra hours with my girlfriend that I'm not thinking of business not thinking of college not thinking of all that kind of stuff Versus like, oh, well, I spend it on five hours with my friends. And now obviously that's not to say like, oh, never go out with your friends ever again. You know, like that's obviously a reckless thing to, to suggest. 
but just as a like priority, like prioritization through the week, like you're not going to be like, all right, have an extra five hours to spend. Am um, I going to spend all of those five hours on just my friends? You know, whereas I'm like, I could actually have a, a more, a deeper, more meaningful relationship with my girlfriend, partner, whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. And they, they are the difficult decisions because obviously like the whole idea of this question is like, how do you achieve balance? And what we're saying is like, you kind of can't because like, it would be lovely to be able to fit in all of those things because they are life enhancing, like going and doing activities with your friends is something that should be looked on as being virtuous. And that's, that's kind of the point I'm trying to get across here is that just because you do loads of things that are regarded as, oh, that's impressive because it's studying or it's working or whatever. It doesn't necessarily make you a better person. It doesn't necessarily mean you're making the right choices because I I always try to think of this like through the lens of, of someone else as well, because I think like personally, in terms of my personality, I think I have a, I I don't have the same susceptibility to negative emotion that someone else might have. You know, I know that when other people get stressed to the level that I would, that it bothers them a lot more. And I always try to remind myself of that because if I'm to try and tell someone that they should try to live in the way I, the way I do, or to, you know, deal with stress the way I do, then that could potentially be harmful for that person. And I think that if you're not spending time with friends, you're not allocating time to leisure and you are just overworking yourself all the time. Like, I don't think that's a healthy way to live, you know, and, and our podcast is fundamentally about health. And that's why I try to remind people at the, from the get go that like, for me, I accept the trade-off that there might be some trade-off to my health and that is okay. That is, that is what I have chosen. But anyway, the, in terms of the actual, like that aside, we, we recognize there are going to be trade-offs, but in terms of the actual like setting things up, like you said, scheduling is incredibly important. And I think compartmentalizing things can be quite helpful. Like, so having rules in place that govern the way that you generally set up your days of your week can help you to get into a routine to manage things a bit better. And it totally depends on your own situation. But for me, like the way I view training, like training is something that I bookend the day with. So it's either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day or both in some cases, but the vast majority of the time at the beginning or at the end, because if I'm able to knock my training out at 7am, then that means I can still, you know, be sitting down at the desk ready to do some work or some study by 9am. Um, and I can still have a productive day. Whereas if you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning, take the morning slow. And then I'm going to go to the gym at like 11 and 11 becomes 12 because you haven't really set it strictly. And then suddenly it's like three or 4 PM and you haven't really done anything. Like that's something that used to happen to me a lot in, um, when I was studying physio and UL, because I just had more freedom. Like I didn't have the same time pressures that I do now. So as a result, I could be a bit freer in terms of when I went to the gym and things like that. Whereas now it's far more regimented. It's like, all right, you go in the morning or you go in the evening. um, And that's the way that you set things up. Like similarly, if you're trying to balance things like, um, for example, if, if, if reading for leisure or reading for pleasure, like you like, let's say you like philosophy or you like history and you like to read those things. Um, and that's part of the second question here. If you like those things, then it's important that you actually try to schedule them. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people miss when they think about scheduling is that they only schedule the things that they have to force themselves to do. And that's a great way to become unhappy, especially if you don't, have a significant like sense of meaning or purpose in what you're in what you're doing. Like for me, if I'm doing triage work or I'm doing study for for medicine, I see so much purpose and meaning in both of those things that I'm like, I don't have to like force myself to do them, but there's still things that, you know, 
there's there's work that goes into it. It's not the same as just relaxing and reading. But for some people, like you might hate your job, you know, that's and that might be the reality. You might say, hey, look, I don't have the freedom to actually go to another job because I have to pay the bills for now. And that's it. You know, um, you might hate your job. And as a result, if all your scheduling is things related to something that you hate, then again, that's a way to make yourself unhappy. So it's important that you supplement that by saying, you know, I'm going to schedule in one hour of reading about, I don't know, Roman history, because that's what I'm interested in. And that's what makes me happy. And boom, you schedule that in. You can do the same with your Netflix. Like it could be that you want to watch a series. Again, it's not something to be looked down on. You say, yeah, I'm going to schedule that in. I'm going to make sure that I have a free hour to do that because that is something that I enjoy. And like, that's the same as the way that we talk about nutrition. When we talk about nutrition, it's not about considering every food on on its merits, merits as a result of its vitamin content or mineral content or whatever. Instead, we're saying, okay, let's actually bring things in that you enjoy in the diet, make the diet enjoyable so it can be sustainable. And you have to think of your life in the exact same way that if you're bringing in if you're just bringing in scheduling, don't just schedule all things that you don't enjoy and all things that make your life burdensome. Like that's clearly not the best way to live. It's fine for short periods of time, but overall try to schedule in the the non-essential stuff you could say. So that kind of gets to the second part of the question. And, and, and that's yeah, before you go on to that, go ahead, yeah. that, this is also something that actually leads to the most unmeaningful life, right? Because if you don't <laughs> schedule in the, the things that you enjoy, first of all, you just stop doing them. Right, because you're like, well, I've never actually spent time on them. They're like, yeah, if the the passion hits me or the motivation hits me, and like that overrides what I want to do in these other thought these other times, I'll, I'll do it. Right, but what actually happens is, like in reality, people end up scrolling through Instagram for four hours per day. You know, when they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm a bit too tired from you know doing this this study or this work or whatever, and um, and they don't actually like organize any like rejuvenative rejuvenating work you know like that they actually enjoy like i don't know maybe they're like sketching maybe they're like i don't know fucking carving wood i don't fucking know whatever hobby someone enjoys you know and and they never actually schedule that in and all of a sudden they're like what like i just i scroll through these memes on fucking instagram or i'm on tiktok or whatever it is and it's like you waste six hours per day that you could actually be doing things that you enjoy right so again it's like it it is like that kind of prioritize and execute do the things that you need to do and yeah you could get on to next the next day's tasks but in reality like if if you are in a situation where you have a bit more freedom in terms of what you can do day to day like obviously like you can't do this if you're in a, a nine to five but if you're like yeah i've actually i'm a college student or whatever and and i have a bit more freedom in terms of how i allocate my time that day like if you've achieved all your tasks you can get on to actually enjoying the stuff that you you want to do, you know, because what I think a lot of people do and they end up doing is they'll, they'll schedule out, oh, this task is going to take me six hours to do, right? But they'll get it done a little bit earlier than that. Or what generally happens is they'll do an hour of it and they'll be like, oh, I'm kind of bored of this. So they're on Instagram or they're on TikTok or they're on Facebook or whatever the fuck it is. And they end up taking the full six hours to do that task that realistically should have only taken them two hours and they could have spent that extra four hours doing tasks they actually enjoy you know now obviously again that's not the case for everyone but what is the case for everyone is people end up not doing their hobbies the stuff that they enjoy and they end up having this like they feel like they're having a, a meaningless life because they never actually engage in like stuff that rejuvenates them stuff that they really enjoy like they're like oh i'd love to be able to sit down for whatever an hour and read a book but they never actually schedule that in like they've never put that down on their schedule and be like right 
this is the time you're going to sit down and read your book, you know? And just further to that, like we were talking about trade-offs earlier on, like you might enjoy reading books, right? Just as an example, but your schedule is so packed that that's just not an option. You know, there are other options for the same kind of effect. Like you could listen to audiobooks, right? And that might not be your preferred way to get the information. But again, it's a trade-off. You know, you're just like, okay, I want to get the information or I want to, you know, engage with this, this content, whatever it is. Again, if you're in the gym training for an hour, you could be listening to an audiobook, you know, walking to the gym or, you know, walking, commuting, whatever it is. It's like you can be listening to audiobooks, podcasts, whatever it is that you, you enjoy, you know? So I, again, it might not be your preferred way to engage with that content, but if we're in a situation where time is, is minimal, then you have to, you know, do these trade-offs. Yeah, completely. And that, that is important, like to, to try and like, it's, it sounds obsessive, but to double up on tasks where possible. Like if I have to walk to jujitsu, like, yeah, I could listen to music that is, you know, going to make, give me some kick up the ass, make me feel good for a few minutes until I hate the song that I'm playing on repeat 10 times or whatever. But if you're, if you were to just listen to an audiobook, then boom, that's, that's some of your reading done. And that's what I do the vast majority of the time is I listen to audiobooks or podcasts so that I can do that kind of leisure learning the non-essential learning that we're talking about um in my free time you know if i'm if i'm walking to the shop walking to jiu-jitsu or in the gym like you say um a lot of the time i'll just listen listen to an audiobook and that's that's a way that i can get in that kind of you know craving for doing a little bit of extra reading because i won't always have the chance to to sit down with a book and put the feet up for an hour like it's just not a not a luxury that's always there um so yeah again a a trade-off but but one that one that can be worth it and there's other things as well like if you are if you're if you're on a bus like and you're commuting for you know 20 minutes 30 minutes in the morning like that's something that i would often do is i'd get get buses into college or whatever um if you're doing that like you know bring a book with you or bring i don't know get get some of your study done on the bus or whatever it happens to be um because a lot of the time what you end up doing is just you're on the bus you're like i'm not going to do anything productive here i'll just pull out the phone and and scroll instagram and i understand that desire but again it's a half an hour gone that you know means that you have to catch up on it later which might mean spending less time with you know your significant other, your friends, whatever it happens to be. Um, so yeah, be productive when you're trying to be productive and then chill out when you're trying to chill out. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely not the best person to advise you on that because I feel like I never chill out, but um, that's that's life, you know? Um, chill out and then in time now, it's great. <laughs> but then with, the, uh, with the, the kind of moving between something that's essential and non-essential, like we said, you know, schedule it in. If you want to learn more about philosophy, because you see people having these conversations and you'd like to learn more about that, then schedule in the time, treat it like your study and realize that, you know, if you are a college student, let's say, because that's where the, the question came from, like there's going to be periods of time in college where you need to put more specific work on what's coming up in the exam. So let's say the last two to four weeks before before the exams, you need to ask yourself, okay, you know, what have I learned this semester? Uh, what were the actual learning objectives and what's likely to come up in the exam or the assignments or whatever, so that you can refine that stuff. But earlier on in the semester, you know, it might be the case that you have what you have a lecture on, I don't know, uh, whatever, some nutrition topic, your dietary fats and cardiovascular disease. You see, you have this lecture and you're like, I'd love to learn more about that. Okay. We had this lecture. It gave me a little tickle, but I'd like to go on and learn more. So you might actually spend, you know, four hours that week 
reading kind of self-guided, just doing that self-directed learning specific to your course, but mightn't come up in the exam. Whereas later on in the semester, you'll have less freedom uh, to do that. And I think that's something that's really important for students as well, just in general, is that your degree is only giving you the, the foundation, uh, the foundational knowledge or the foundational tools to be able to go on and actually learn more. Like I, I know that from, from studying physio, like so much of, of what I learned as it relates to physio was either self-directed or it was maybe I was pushed in that direction by lecturers that we had. So for example, we might've had an interesting lecturer and they were like, they presented this idea. And then when you look up their research, it's like, oh yeah, you've actually got some interesting publications or I found this other person through you. I follow them on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And then you go down that path of actually moving your learning forward beyond just what's being taught in the classroom. So there's that element to being a student, you know, don't just focus on only what's, what's being presented in the classroom, but then there's obviously your own, your own self-guided stuff that you, that's totally separate to your degree. And again, schedule it in, you know, make it enjoyable. If you want to actually get something out of that, take notes like you would from, from anything else, you know, have, have somewhere that, you know, your little notebook on philosophy or whatever. And when you encounter a new idea, jot it down, boom, that's it squared away. Just like you would, if you were studying your nutrition science or whatever it happens to be. So, so yeah, I'm not sure if too much else to add other than just schedule it in, make it a priority. Um, and, and yeah, just, just be curious, I think is a pretty big one when it comes to, to learning. Yeah. And as we said, there like you have to manage your trade-offs. Like that's that's just a given. Um, but there might actually be ways that you can engage in content that you actually get more out of. Like for example, like people have this um, I'm gonna say obsession over the knowledge gained from books, right? They're like, oh, like yeah. books are are unreal. But it's it's not even the case. Like I always use the example of like, Plato. Is it Plato or is it Aristotle? Aristotle is after Plato. Plato. Um, yeah, like, Plato. yeah like he, didn't, he didn't want stuff to be written down. Thought it diluted the argument, you know? So back in the day, you know, when we're listening to or reading or whatever about these philosophers, like loads of them were like against writing stuff down, right? So your obsession with, oh, I have to read this content to get the, the gist of the argument or to get the, the, the information, like that's, that's somewhat archaic. Right. And I mean that in terms of like, we're just doing that because the printing press was revolutionary and it allowed the free flow of information and the dissem dissemination of information far, far more readily than like the spoken word could. Right. But now we live in the internet age, you know, so you could listen, like you're listening to a podcast or potentially watching a video right now, you know, and to say that that's in any way lesser than the written word, like that's, that's like factually incorrect. You know, obviously again, like I'm not saying our podcast is the same as fucking, I don't know, one of Nishi's work or something. Um, but obviously if you're listening to someone read a book, it's the same content, you know, it's your same, you have the same ability to engage with those ideas, you know? Um, and yeah, like it's maybe not the exact same because you like to, you know, sit down and, you know, ponder over that sentence. What did you mean by that word? But you can still do that when you're listening to an audio book you know, or a podcast or whatever, you know, and like Gary said, like I always view podcasts as kind of like, it just gives you a, a little bit of information so that you can go off and learn more, you know, like it's not going to give you the, the all encompassing everything to know about this, whatever topic, you know, it's like, here's an introduction to this topic. You're going to have to read some stuff about this or, you know, listen to recorded lectures 
on this topic that are more planned out rather than just the two of us, you know, chatting shit, you know, or even just a conversation between, you know, uh, an interviewer and an interviewee. Like, it's like, that's not scripted. That's not, you know, planned out. That's like, oh, we're going to have a dialogue. Let's see what comes up. You know, maybe you misspoke (laughs) a word or two and you're just like, oh yeah, like obviously if there was a written word like that, wouldn't be the case. You'd hope like a good editor would, you know, get that. Um, But like, it's still just a conversation. So, you know, little mishaps can happen. Um, But the information is still good. So it gives you a, a further insight into whatever that topic is, you know? So... I don't know. I think we have a, an obsession over like reading as the, the way to get information where in reality, it's like, it was just the best form at a previous time in history, you know, right now, it's probably not the best form, you know, and your obsession, like obviously again, for certain things, like, like if you're reading a clinical textbook or something, you need diagrams and whatever. It's like, obviously that's the best form right there. But even then it's like, that's actually not the best form. Like a better form would be to have this like fucking holographic, you know, thing that, you know, it pops up and it's like, you're learning about, I don't know, the digestive system and it takes you through a fucking entire, all the digestive system, you know? So again, books are going to become obsolete eventually, you know, but right now they're not, you know? So I, I always think that people do get this obsession over books when we talk about learning, you know, when in reality, it's like, you don't really need to read books to be learned, you know, certainly helps because that's how people have communicated for quite some time. And obviously people have been accumulating information uh, for quite some time. But again, like we have a blog, like we could write a book, but I think a blog is much better than a book, you know, that may be just my opinion, but it's, it's the same content. It's just a different medium, you know? And ultimately, if you're trying to learn, what you're trying to learn is the content. So that's a roundabout, an entirely roundabout way of saying is engage in the content you want to learn. Forget about the medium in which you are learning that content, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if you learn about, I don't know, I said Nishi earlier on. So Nishi from Gary sitting in a campfire in the fucking forest, you know? Like, do you care? You got the information. Like, does the source matter that much to you? And realistically, it probably doesn't, you know? Like, yeah, okay, it matters to you if, you know, your job is dependent on you having a degree in medicine, you know? But if someone comes over to you at the side of the road and you're fucking just got hit by a car and they're like, yeah, I've actually learned all this stuff about medical medical stuff and I'm able to help you, you're hardly likely to be like, no, you know what? Actually, fuck off. I'll wait for the doctor as you're bleeding out, you know? And like, you're probably going to accept the help. Now, that's not to say that it's the same quality of information, whatever, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's the information that matters. So stop getting caught up on the, the medium by which you get that information. Yeah. And that's especially true if, true if you're just like a filthy casual in a given subject. Like for, if you're just like, yeah, I see people talking about phil- uh, philosophy at times. I heard this Nietzsche fella, and we're not going to get into an argument about how you say Nietzsche. Is it Nietzsche or Nietzsche? I did German, so I'm going to say Nietzsche. Um, <laughs> but but um, if, you, like, if, if you're like, oh, yeah, I see people talking about this Nietzsche guy, so what am I going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read all of his books. Like, man, that's going to take you years. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a multi-year pursuit. And like, unless you're dedicating all your time to that rather than like just reading a chapter in the evening like generally these aren't the types of books and you, you have to pick your subject like these aren't the types of books that you just kind of sit down and just 
casually take in while you're having a chat with someone like it's 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 brain weight training that's what it is and the the thing that i would say to people is that like if you want exposure to those types of ideas like like patty said like there's nothing inherently great about just just going to the books like that's fine if you want the deep level knowledge but if you're a, a filthy casual you know you can just go to the great courses plus you know on audible they actually have a lot of their courses um, on audible and i listened to an unbelievable one called the will to power and it was basically this this lecturer and his wife both of whom are basically nietzsche scholars and they go through all of his biggest ideas over like 21 hours or whatever. And that meant that every time I went for a run or I went for a walk or whatever, I was just listening to that. And then if I just want to leave it there, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like I have a big picture understanding from people who have studied his work for three decades uh, of what his biggest ideas were. And then you can go and you can think about them. And if you want to read the books, you can read the books. But you know, if you're, if you're like, I want to get into philosophy or I want to get into history, like you can't read the work of every famous philosopher you can't read the the every period of of history like you can't you simply can't achieve that whereas if you were to just listen to to books that kind of give you a broad overview and then deep delve into things that might interest you more i think that's a good way of going about things because i think people find that intimidating at times when you're kind of encountering a new subject you like buy a big textbook on the topic and you're like i'm going to learn this from scratch and it's like man that's just it's it's not going to get you anywhere you know um so yeah find out what's important if you can get courses online that summarize it for you fantastic like i i said audible at the great courses plus there like just go to youtube as well like youtube is unbelievable like there was i watched some lectures recently from you know just from some lecture philosophy lecturer who puts up his lectures online and he'll just pick a philosopher and discuss or, or a writer in literature as well discuss all their biggest ideas, discuss the main take-homes from each of the books, you know, give you the important scenes that people talk about all the time. And then you're like, okay, you know, I feel like I have a good grasp of that person's ideas. They have a lot of books. I'm probably not going to read them all, but you know, I, I've got, I've got some insight. There's so much of that on YouTube and all of it's free, you know? So. Yeah, and that's the thing about it as well. Like, especially now that like most colleges are basically can Academy, except it costs you a couple of thousand uh, to do it. Yeah, like they're all, they're all online. They're literally giving you lectures. I'm like, you realize that for most of these courses that people are doing, you know, like Harvard put their, their courses online for free, you know, like you don't get the degree from it, but if you're just going to be watching your lecturer who, you know, probably is fucking shit at what they do. Like they're, I don't know, you're probably in some fucking shit college or whatever. I don't fucking know. And like, just go to the Harvard lectures, you know, like it's, it's free online, you know? So again, you don't get caught up in the medium. It's the information that you need. So if you know that there's a better, source for that or again there's a better way that you enjoy learning like the whole learning styles thing is a bit fucking poor science but you know if you're like i actually can sit down and listen or watch a video for an hour um of someone discussing these ideas but if i try to read for an hour you know i'm like oh like, i don't really like this like i have dyslexia for example and like it, it takes more concentration for me to try to read than it does to listen or just watch a video you know i actually do prefer reading in case anyone was wondering um but it takes more concentration for me to do that whereas i can still get the same information by listening to an, an audiobook or again this watching a video you know and like Gary said like those great courses like they're they're phenomenal like that's basically like i'm listening to one currently on the the holy roman empire you know it's like 36 hours long you know so every day i'm just like i'll walk into the gym or wherever i'm going or whatever it is and i'm just pop that on and i'm just listening to that you know and I'm not going to buy a textbook and read about the Holy Roman Empire because it's a fucking shit show in case anyone was wondering. Um, it's like a thousand years long. 
Um, so there's so much to learn. But like, give me this overview, and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know much about this. That's why I wanted to read about it or listen about it. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I actually have a good understanding of this period in history and what was going on in different you know places. You know, so if you are like Gary said, trying to just be a filthy casual and not be an expert in a topic, then again, you know, you don't need to do the expert level research you know like you don't need to be going to primary resources like yes they can definitely be beneficial where you're like all right cool i want to dive a little bit deeper in this but like we've said before about like being a coach or a personal trainer or whatever like you don't need to read research you know like you can find individuals that you trust are putting out good information and you know read or listen or you know engage with content that they put out and then when you're like hmm, that doesn't really jive well with me or I don't know if I agree with that point, then you can go back to the primary research. Or again, you can find other individuals that you're like, right, they have this opinion on this. Maybe I'm going to try and marry these two things together. You know, like don't just use one source for all of your information, especially if it's a topic that tends to get biased. You know, like if it's a political topic and you only ever read, you know, one side of the argument, it's like, that's probably not the, the entirety of the, the discourse, you know, there probably is more information than what this one-sided person um, is providing you with. So uh, again, it makes sense to read broadly, um, but then obviously we come into this issue where it's like, well, we have a certain amount of time on earth and you can't read everything or you can't listen to everything, you can't consume everything. Yes, sir. Um, I think that summarizes everything we want to get across. So basically, you're not gonna have balance in your life you're not going to be able to learn everything you want to learn. Um, but you can still keep trying and hopefully eventually you'll be able to find some sort of balance to getting all of that, all the stuff that you want to get in. Um, and it's probably not going to look like your idealized Instagram, you know, model on the beach. Who's like, Oh yeah, I run a six figure business and I read philosophy all day and, realistically if if you have a conversation with these people you're like you you don't read philosophy all day <laughs> no <laughs> but in all seriousness just one one point that i would reiterate because we already mentioned it but i think this is always last on people and this is actually a story that um that nasim taleb discusses in in one of his books and basically you because you read books <laughs> it's a very basic story don't worry <laughs> someone told me that it said this in the book <laughs> it's it's a good example of the of how we kind of you know misvalue things you could say but this is it's a story about a greek fisherman and the greek fisherman basically goes out on he's he lives on an island in greece right let's say milos okay he goes out every day you know catches fish uh comes back and sells the fish at the market brings home enough to feed his family in the evening um, and he's also got enough money to keep the family running or whatever. And I'm adding details here, but basically he, then he goes home in the evening and he's home at 5 PM. You know, it's still lovely and sunny in Greece. He chills out listening to some beautiful, uh, classical music and he's, he's sipping on wine and he's just, I don't know, reading some, reading some book that he happens to enjoy and he's just chilling out. And next thing he meets this guy from New York the next day, the New York businessman in his suit, or maybe he's just in like, dad shorts and t-shirt for his holidays but he's like hey man i see what you're doing you know you're doing a great job with your business um but i think you could do better you know i think if we were to you know start to build a real market here you were to you know upskill a bit and we get you some trawlers and we start to you know you could build this this multi-million um dollar dollar business or whatever we could we could get you on the path 
And then your man's like, okay, but, but, but why, why would I do that? Like, what would I, what would I get out of it? And he's like, well, you know, that's what I did. And eventually I got to the point where I could, uh, I could buy an apartment uh, on a Greek Island and I could chill out in the evening and just, you know, listen to classical music and drink red wine or whatever. And he's like, but I already do that. Why do I need to, to follow, follow your path? You know? So he, so he's confused. And basically the take home point there being that like, choose, choose, choose what you value, realize like what the end point you're getting to is, and don't get so caught up in, I don't know, the means to that end that you put the just hard work on a pedestal. Like I really do value hard work a lot, but if you're, if you're already like living a life that you're like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm pretty happy. I seem to be on the path. I'm paying the bills. You know, I don't really have much stresses in life. Like you're doing fine. You know, you don't just need to inherit someone else's values from the internet just because most people think that it's, it's cool to live like this person. Um, so be more like the Greek fisherman, unless you want to just, I don't know, start a big multi-million dollar fishing business, which is cool too, you know? <laughs> That's what you value. That's what you value. Yep. So yeah. Um, anyway, I have anyway. nothing else to say. Gary, where can people find us? engage you more about um, content, yeah so if you are a trainer then first place to go would be the coach's corner so that's where we're publishing the vast majority of our content at the moment and um, new content going out every week multiple pieces of content um, and that's basically a plat- member site as you know designed to educate personal trainers uh, also interested trainees not everyone in there is a trainer um, i know we actually have one or two physios as well who are trying to you know upscale in the area of kind of exercise prescription and applying knowledge that they probably already have in great detail but to just take it to the, the more of the, the strength and conditioning or strength training side, you could say. So that's a good place to go if you're interested in that. What you could also do if you are a trainer or, or a trainee is sign up to our newsletter. So we, pull, we publish um, not only new content that we've produced and give you an insight into what's been published in the Coach's Corner, but we also share resources from, from around the internet that we think might be useful for you. Um, in addition, we do have coaching spaces available. So if you're someone who just wants to work on your own goals, you know, you want to, I don't know, find this balance that we've been discussing in terms of training and nutrition, you know, trying to find what the right level of intensity of commitment is for you, because that's something that we work on with a lot of our clients is trying to get them to the point where, look, you're doing as much as you need to with a diet. We don't need to prepare six meals a day. You know, we don't need this extra effort. That's a lot of the things that we end up working on with clients. We do have coaching spaces available so you can apply again, link in description. Uh, We have a Facebook group as well, the triage method community, which is open access. We obviously have a coach's corner Facebook group, which is closed uh, for members, but the triage method community is open access. So you can request to join that. And other than that, you can follow the rest of our social media. So, you know, you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, even Twitter and YouTube, importantly. Um, On YouTube, you'll find a lot of our exercise tutorials going up currently. So we're posting exercise tutorials that are updated that are designed like in a very simple manner for the person in the gym. So if you've got friends or maybe you've got clients or whatever that you you need to send them a video to explain a certain exercise, it's all done in completely everyday language. So it's not the stuff for train for trainers. If you want more detailed breakdowns of exercises, you can find all those in the coach's corner and they're much longer and more detailed videos. Um, but yeah, get involved in all those places and you can also subscribe to the podcast. If you want to subscribe to it on multiple platforms, that'd be fantastic. And you can also leave a rating and review and we would really appreciate that. 100%. We're blown up on Spotify. So if people could go on uh, Spotify, that would be beneficial. Although I don't think they can give a, a rating on Spotify. I haven't seen that being. Oh, done, I don't think so, actually. Uh, which is which is a lackluster, to say the least, from Spotify. But 
they are obviously moving towards more podcasters now that they've you know assimilated joe rogan into the fold and um, so hopefully they start paying us 100 million per year it'd be fine yeah that'd be great i wouldn't mind <laughs> anyway that's us peace out <laughs>